This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 25th of January. Justin Emirates has done a full 180. After flipping out about the COVID restrictions from Australia's state government, the airline will now resume flights to Australia as I think they've worked out how to handle the required testing and quarantine stuff for staff. Very good. Very good. Brett, this is another very good start to the week. Over 90% of the jobs that were lost in COVID in Australia have been regained. And the unemployment rate is now just at 6.6%. Go you good thing, Australia. Go you good thing indeed. And Justin, we have three truly fabulous stories to start the week. Let's do it. For our first, Airtasker is aiming for a valuation of over $250 million for its upcoming IPO. Pretty tasty market price there, Brett. So what is the story? Airtasker is an Australian online marketplace for odd jobs. A little home cleaning Mm -hmm. here, a little IKEA furniture assembling there. I think it's fair to say it saved many relationships from domestic disputes. (laughs) Airtasker is said to be chatting to potential IPO investors as we speak. And Airtasker, which counts Channel 7's owners as an investor, by the by, Mm -hmm. is supposedly looking to raise $15 million for its long-awaited IPO. Justin, question, how's Airtasker been performing lately? They've achieved over $19 million in revenue for the 2020 financial year. Those revenue numbers are expected to increase by around 5 mil to over 24 in 2021. So what's the key learning here? Working out a company's valuation is part art and part science. And while there are many ways to do it, one of the scientific ways to work it out is the revenue multiple method. This method takes the annual revenue of a business and multiplies it by a number. And that number is? Well, Justin, my man, it depends on the industry. For example, e-commerce company Adore Beauty had a revenue multiple of 3.9 when it listed. Whereas with high growth shares, like say Afterpay, they have a revenue multiple of around 81 times earnings. Wow. Airtasker is looking at a valuation that's around 10 and a half times its revenue. For our second story, former Dick Smith shareholders that sued the company over its collapse will share around $5.6 million under a $25 million settlement proposal. Jeez, Brett, this one sounds mighty, mighty messy. So what happened here? Dick Smith was an Australian consumer electronics retailer that collapsed, but it's now actually owned by Kogan.com. Now, one of the key accusations in this class action was that when Dick Smith was preparing to IPO back in 2013, the company's IPO promo documents, aka its prospectus. Yep, it was misleading slash deceptive. And the accounting wasn't in line with Australian accounting standards. The head honchos at Dick Smith were using supplier rebates as a way to disguise profit. So what is the key learning here? Supplier rebates are actually quite common in the retail space. And um, what are those again? They involve retailers like Dick Smith requesting a percentage of a product's cost from the supplier. Explain, how does that work? Okay, say you own a supermarket and you make an order for 50,000 units of cereal from a supplier, you could get your cereal maker to chip in 2-3% to of the purchase price to help fund advertising. Or, not only advertising, you could offer discounts to consumers. But Dick Smith allegedly disguised it as their profit as opposed to using it for the proposed purpose. And that flux fam is why shareholders are pretty peeved off and are suing. <laughs> for our third and final story, the owner of TikTok, ByteDance, has launched a payment service in China as it pushes into financial services and e-commerce. This is a big move with potentially huge 
huge ramifications down the track, Justin. Please, please tell me more. ByteDance has launched a new payment service with Douyin, the Chinese version of TikTok, which has 600 million daily active users. I repeat, 600 million <laughs> daily active users. And now, Douyin users can choose Douyin Pay to make purchases within the app. This is handy because Douyin and TikTok creators often sell items or merchandise related to their content. So what's the key learning here? This latest move into both e-commerce and financial services technology, or fintech, really highlights ByteDance's desire to expand beyond social networking. Already, we've seen the company expand into areas like, I don't know, mobile gaming. Like a search engine. Like music streaming. But getting into payments on its own, that is new. And a quick flux fact for you, Justin. In China, other companies like Alipay and WeChat Pay, they make up over 90% of the mobile payments market in China. So ByteDance is sitting there thinking, um, I want a slice of that. Flux fam, as the Bible says, pretty sure, new year, new me. Now it's still January and what better way to kick off the year than with a new savings goal? So to get your savings moving in 2021, check out the Flux app. There's plenty of videos on budgeting and saving and credit scores to help you get ahead this year. Check it out at www.flux.finance and the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.